0: But I'm a firm believer in my experience as well as just what I've seen in my clients is that the real work happens in the dark. The real work happens. The biggest growth takes place in, and sometimes it's just moments. It's not, you know, these big, long, drawn out, difficult things. Sometimes it's just little moments where we have these breakdowns and have to dig deep. Hey there, ass kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. I'm recording this bonus episode for you on Friday, April 3rd, and this will be my last bonus episode for a while. Don't worry. Regular episodes will still come out every Wednesday, but I've been making extra episodes for you for the past few weeks. And this one is going to come out on Monday. I know the other ones were coming out on the weekend, but I've been sort of procrastinating over here about what I wanted to say and didn't want to make my team have to scramble. So back to, you know, what I wanted to say in this episode. Oh my gosh. I think for everyone, things have been changing minute to minute. And what I mean by that specifically is our emotions and sort of our mindset. And maybe that's where I'll start today. One of the things I've been hearing from people is why am I so tired? I have all these things on my to-do list that I want to do or that I need to do or that I can do that I have the time to do. And I'm simply exhausted. And I'm here to say, of course you are. 100% of course you are. This is emotionally and mentally draining, completely draining. It is everything For us to even be able to take care of the people that we love, to take care of ourselves, to go about our day to day. So, if that's all you can manage, you're doing a great job. I am going to tell people this over and over again. I might have even already said this on a past podcast episode. I've been talking about it to so many people. (laughs) Please forgive me if I'm repeating myself, but I do. I think it's one of those things that can't be said enough. And especially for women who, tend to try to do all the things and more and then beat ourselves up when we can't accomplish them, when we can't do something that's not even humanly possible to do when there's not a global pandemic. So if that's you, if you are finding yourself having to take more naps, if you're feeling so exhausted and can't kind of put the puzzle together as to why you're exhausted, but you feel like you have ran a marathon, That's why. This is collective trauma for all of us, collective anxiety for all of us, and it's really tiring. That being said, I'm kind of going out of order here, but that's all right. I'm sure you forgive me. Um, I I just wanted to say that thing before I got on with anything else. This particular podcast episode is going to be broken up into two parts. Well, it's going to be broken up into a lot of parts because I have like a lot of different little things that I want to talk about. And the end of this podcast is going to be specifically for entrepreneurs and really only for the fact that I'm seeing some things out there. And I know that... It's a small percentage of you who are either life coaches yourself, hi, I see you, or you own your own small business or something like that. So stay tuned. I am just anyway, stay tuned. There's some things that I got to say about that. And I know that not all of you are have that kind of lifestyle or have that kind of job, and so just wanted to give you a heads up that it's going to be broken up into a couple of different parts. I also do not want you to miss that I have a free book club call coming up. And by the time that this reaches you, it might already be over. (laughs) If you're listening on the day that it drops, the book club call is on April 7th at one o'clock Eastern time. That's 10 o'clock Pacific. Super easy to sign up. Just text the word book club, make it all one word to 55444. And even if you already Past this date and you missed it, you can still catch the replay. What happened was I got an email from somebody saying that she started a book club for 52 Ways to Live a Kick Ass Life. And I just was, it was just at the genesis of all of this. I was super emo and I started crying and I was like, I need to get on the phone with her and her book club. So I decided just to open it up to everybody. Bring your questions. I'll have some answers. We need community now more than ever. All right. Another thing I wanted to talk about was what I have been seeing on the internets. And it's a lot of what Brene Brown calls comparative storytelling or comparative struggle. And by the way, you guys, she has her own podcast out now. If you haven't listened to it, it's fantastic. Even just the, I've only gotten through the the very first episode, Unlocking Us, I think is the name of her podcast. I'll put the link in the show notes because I'm not 100% sure that's right. (laughs) I cannot be 100% sure of anything and I could not be trusted with important details like that. But she talks about how when we try to rank our pain or we try to rank other people's pain, it's never helpful ever. And an example of this is of what I've been seeing online is when parents are complaining about inventing about how difficult it's been to homeschool their kids. And I get it, right? I have two kids. I have a fourth grader and a sixth grader. Our lives have been completely turned upside down. I could talk about this for 20 minutes, but I'm gonna spare you, because those of you that are parents, you're like, I already know, I already know. My kids go to public school, and it's been anywhere from massively inconvenient to a complete and utter fucking shit show. Totally. Anywhere in between there. And I see parents will go online. Okay, so this is what happened. I'll give you a very specific example. I'm in a Facebook group and a mom posted in there, wow, there was a lot of schoolwork this week. And then comments started coming in about This particular week, and people saying we had this many questions in math, we had this assignment in this other subject, and it was really difficult. And then another mom came in and said something to the effect of, Oh, I remember. Then someone had come in and said how sad she was that her high school senior was going to miss his graduation. And it was just a bummer, right? It is, it's a bummer. And then another mom came in and said, There was a whole class of high school seniors who had to get on a boat and go fight in World War II, and they missed their whole senior year. Your kids can do this. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And It's those moments where I have to decide if I'm going to comment or not they they ended up working it out on their own but and i just kept on scrolling and um i just feel like you know what it's both it's both in so many instances you can feel sad and disappointed and full of grief that there are so many hard things happening right now and you can also feel so much gratitude That your kid doesn't have to get on a boat and go across the ocean to go fight in a war that you probably wouldn't believe in. You can have both. And I think that we need to give everyone the space to feel whatever they want to feel. Shaming someone else for feeling the way that they do or shaming them for not having, for not staying in that place of gratitude is not helpful at all. It's actually harmful. And I think we need community more than ever. We need to, if we if we can't hold space for people to feel their feelings, then we need to boundary up. Then we need to just move on and not comment in that instance or unfollow that person on social media or not get on social media at all. Whatever it needs to do to boundary up, versus shaming other people or pointing out how they're wrong it's just not helpful and i and i also think that we're all trying to get some kind of relief and the mom that shamed that other mom is just trying to get relief in her own way just trying to make someone else see her point of view to make her feel relief for 10 seconds just trying to vent her own frustrations and make herself seen and heard and i feel like Everyone's just running around with no preparation for this and with not a whole lot of coping skills. I'm seeing this more than ever. And on one hand, it's helpful to me as I am also trying to write a book right now, more on that later, but it's such a a nod to me saying, yep. We need personal development. Yep, we need to learn how to talk to each other. We need to learn how to see each other, to hear each other, to love each other, to have compassion for one another, to have boundaries for ourselves and for others. We need this work more than ever. So my point is, the bottom line of it is, you can have both. Both can exist. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You can be mad and frustrated and be disappointed and want to blame someone, and you can also feel gratitude and be helpful and be compassionate and be hopeful and optimistic. All of those things can exist in the same place. I call it the gray area. We like to live in black or white. Having both is the gray area. The other thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, we might be past this stage. I don't know. I am not leaving my house, so I'm just kind of like hearing things that are going on. Just sort of a public service announcement. Please be the responsible one and speak up about social distancing. This truly is like the kid in high school who, I don't know if you were the kid in a group project who did all of the work and someone in your group didn't do anything, or if you were the kid who didn't do anything. I mean, no judgment. I've been on both ends of that spectrum. I've been the person who does everything and carries all the weight. And I've also been the person that just ditched school too much and just didn't care. We all need to be the person who's doing the fair share of the work here. And I think I'm preaching to the choir here mostly. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm assuming that most of you are doing the work by staying home and by social distancing. But what I'm asking is if you are seeing it not happen, please speak up there are still people that just don't get it, that just really don't get it. And we need to, with kindness and compassion and grace and love, make these people understand that they need to do their part. And one of my, one of my biggest things, I get really fired up in the school pickup line <laughs> when people don't follow the rules. And I always tell my kids, this is pre-pandemic, obviously. I always like point out parents that are just like, fuck it, like don't care and just doing really dangerous things actually. I've had to tell on some people to the administration about people dropping their kids off in rainstorms like in the wrong place and they're running through the parking lot and almost getting run over and I'm like, people just don't think the rules apply to them. They just don't think that the rules apply to them, that their life is more important and trying to make things more convenient for them. And so my kids know very much how I'm like, well, there's somebody who doesn't think the rules apply to them. And that's what's going on here. (laughs) There's people who just don't think the rules apply to them. And I also think that there's some people who just truly don't understand. And it's not that they think that the rules don't apply to them. They just don't understand the rules and how important the rules are. So end of public service announcement. Next thing. Moving on. You know how I love to talk about values, right? You know that the last chapter of How to Stop Feeling Like Shit that summed up everything asked you to name your values. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. You can use earn for anything you need to, therapy visits, rent, or even extra self-help books. Make earn a part of your financial routine and join earn over 3.5 million customers who say things like, when I think about earn I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download earn-in today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in noise under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, noise under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. slash Andrea. That's fifteen percent off at masterclass.com slash Andrea. Masterclass dot com slash Andrea. Quick recap. When we are behaving in ways that we are so used to doing, when we're behaving in ways that used to work for us the control, the people pleasing, the perfectionism, the numbing out, the isolating. Those are never in alignment with our values. Sure, there's some fuzzy lines there. If you have a value out around being of service, but you tend to cross that line and go over into people pleasing. If you have a value around excellence, but you cross the line over into perfectionism and overachieving and control. Okay. Getting clear on your values can be, I don't even want to say it can be, getting clear on your values. This is how definite I feel about this. It has the ability to change your life. It will change your life. It will absolutely change your life if you get clear on your values, know what they look like, and act in accordance, even if the majority or all of your values are aspired values. What that means is if you're not honoring them now, but you want your life to look like that, they're still your values. During this, ask yourself the question, Remember last week when I talked about your behavior and how we're going to look back on this and think about how we behaved during all of this? Similar question. Who are you going to be when this is all over? And how are you going to behave during this? These might need to be adjusted for the current crisis. Maybe you have a value around authenticity and courage. So what does that translate to right now? Does that translate to you speaking up about social distancing? Does that translate to having frank conversations with your partner or your ex or your kids or your coworkers? Maybe you have a value around gratitude. What does that look like now? Does that look like a regular gratitude practice that might have shifted in some way? Maybe you've had to increase your gratitude practice or add meditation to curb your anxiety. Maybe you have a value around creativity and I don't know, perhaps you haven't been able to tap into that because you've been working so hard or your life has been so busy and now you find yourself with a little bit of extra time on your hands and a lot more worry to contend with. Maybe your creativity is a way to self-soothe. Now more than ever, we need ways that are self-soothing to us. There is no shortage of articles and lists on the internet (laughs) with ways to self-soothe. I don't need to to get into it here. But maybe now is the time where you really start to think about what self-care is, where you do a little bit of research on what that looks like beyond the bubble baths and pedicures that you would have to give yourself anyway. So what is that for you right now? So at the end of the day, I think the assignment, if you want one, would be to look at your values, maybe read chapter 15 and how to stop feeling like shit or listen to it again if you have it on audiobook, and do the exercises again, but from the perspective that you're in right now. Life has changed probably a lot since you listened to or read that chapter, and maybe your values have shifted a little bit. So, what is it that you need to do to take care of yourself, as well as be proud of how you showed up for yourself and others during this time? You know, I always tell you that. Growth doesn't really happen when life is going great and things are fantastic and you're really on that upswing. And I'm not saying that it – I shouldn't say that. It it does still happen, but I'm a firm believer in my experience as well as just what I've seen in my clients is that the real work happens in the dark. The real work happens. The biggest growth takes place in, and sometimes it's just moments. It's not, you know, these big, long, drawn out, difficult things. Sometimes it's just little moments where we have these breakdowns and have to dig deep. And I know this is going to sound super cliche, but really look at and see what we're made of. And you know, I think back on my life and the darkest moments that I've had, and. Even moments where I have thought to myself, this is going to kill me. There's no way I can get through this. No one has been through this before. This is so incredibly difficult. You know, all the things that we think about when we're going through these really dark times, and those have been the times of the greatest growth. And I I know it might be even premature to say that, and and you're like, damn, I can only put one foot in front of the other right now. Same, same for all of us. But I I say that in hopes that it feels optimistic for you. And it feels inspirational in that when this is all over, and it will be all over, I cannot guarantee that things are going to be exactly the same as they were before that things are going to go back exactly as to how they were running. But I do know that our best work happens in the dark. I really, truly believe that, and that doesn't mean that you have to be extra reflective right now and it doesn't mean that you need to be meditating every single day and working your ass off to be or to be able to see all these aha moments and glimmers of hope. I mean, I do this for a living, and I'm not even doing this right now. like we have so many other fires and shit to do <laughs> that's probably not happening happening, but I know that. Probably most of you listening do like to do some work, and I think that if I'm going to tell you anything, that it is take care of yourself, have so much compassion for yourself and others, and know that your best work happens in the dark. All right, this is the part where I switch gears, and... I rarely, if ever, talk about l- the life coaching industry. It's just not my audience. You know, it's like one of the things that they say, like, know your audience. And I know that there are there are quite a few of you who are life coaches who listen to this and you you come to me for your own work, which I think, by the way, those of you who are life coaches who listen to this podcast to gain insight to your own life. I salute you. I salute you a thousand percent because I'm a huge believer that you can have all the strategy in the world. You can have gone to the best coaching school, gotten high marks from your supervisors on your coaching recordings and all of those things. But if you want to make it and by make it, I mean, if you want to actually make a living by doing this, you have to do your own work. You have to get into the dark and do your best work over there. Because I'm a big believer that it's about 80% of that. It's about 80% of doing your own work. And essentially what you're doing is walking your talk. You are doing what you are teaching your clients and your community. You can't you can't make it if you're not. If you're just faking it, people will see through that. Anyway, all that to say, I applaud you. I salute you. So the, I've been seeing something over the last handful of weeks. I think it was especially happening a week or two ago, and it might still be happening. I just maybe have shut my eyes to it because I just can't. But there is an opinion of some that healers, therapists, coaches, I guess people in the wellness industry like ours should stop selling our services. And I'm like, what? (laughs) At first, I'm like dumbfounded, completely dumbfounded. And I just want to start by saying if you're a life coach, please don't quit being a life coach just because there's a crisis right now. Don't give away the farm just because you're in a helping profession. Unless you are sitting on top of millions of dollars, you don't need to be giving your services away for free. You don't see nurses, respiratory technicians, doctors, teachers, other people in helping professions doing this. And I think that why we get slapped with that is because it's more of a spirituality type of thing. I think part of it stems from the fact that we're not considered essential like a doctor or a nurse or a teacher. We're considered something a little bit different kind of healer. Obviously, I'm going to argue that we are essential, but not everybody views it that way. So I think that in combination with the fact that we are in the helping profession, in the wellness industry. There is a group of people that have just assumed that we need to give everything away for free and that we need to just be the people, considering what we do, that completely stop selling our services and just give everything away for free. And I'm going to start by explaining something that may not be necessary to explain for most of you, but I think others might find it interesting, especially if you've never thought about the behind the scenes or what we what we call the back end of an online business. I'm going to use an example of something that I saw on Instagram. So Yoga Girl is a woman named Rachel Brathen. I do not know her personally. She's never been here on the podcast. I just think she's adorable um, and I follow her. I don't even do yoga, but I just... <laughs> I follow her account and I saw something interesting that she posted, I don't know, maybe a week or so ago that she's having to let team members go. And then in that post, you know, she's heartbroken and she just, all she said was, if we don't have money coming in the door, we can't pay our employees. And then she pointed people to her $16 online Yoga community. And the vast majority of the people in the comments were kind and compassionate. And then there were the trolls. And I don't even know if they were legitimately trolls. I'm just quick to call them that. But there were the people who said things like, You should have saved your millions instead of spending it, and you wouldn't have to let your team go. That was a quote from some of them. That one actually might have been deleted. It was like so awful. But there were a couple other that were similar to that. And uh, the other ones that I saw were more passive-aggressive. But that one was the most blatant, I think just mean comment that I saw. So quick math. Taxes, team, backend software for community. These are all things that I think some people just don't take into consideration. Still have to pay taxes. Still have to pay a team. Like she said she has employees that she pays. And people who have online businesses, we pay people to moderate communities. We sometimes have um virtual assistants, we have podcast producers, we have copywriters. It's just the list goes on and on of people who who are a lot of times freelancers. Sometimes they are employees. The back-end software is extensive. So this is everything from uh th- whatever you choose that houses your podcast. I don't even know what it's called. I guess it's just the files. <laughs> My Podcast producers, like <laughs> oh my god, Andrea, <laughs> the online learning system that we use, um, things like Dropbox, like there's there's so many places that you get nickled and dimed that add up and add up and add up. There are hard costs to create videos, even things like the cost of her yoga certification. You know, all of the learning that she has done for years and years and years that has cost money, the equipment, her time. This isn't, you know, you haven't even started thinking about how much do you want to pay yourself, your time, the accounting software, her CPA, the free 30 days of yoga that she does to promote the program that she's asking people to pay $16 a month for. That 30 days of yoga that she has costs money in order to run that. It's not free. There is overhead. I think that's such a misconception when it comes to this industry is that we have no overhead. Oh, we have overhead. That's for sure. Also, let's use this particular example again. Still, membership communities are notorious for being high cost in regards to customer service. That's payments that didn't go through. People have a lot of questions. People have trouble logging in or they can't find a particular email. Even the lovely, beautiful, kind emails that come through that someone reads and responds to. I hope they respond. We respond. That costs money. And at the end of all of this, if she's charging $16 a month, really depending on how many people she has in there, for all I know she has... Anywhere from 30 to 30,000. I have no clue. I'm guessing she's taking home maybe $5 to $8 a person. Membership communities are a ton of work and many times not profitable. The reason that people close them down, I can guarantee you, is because they just weren't profitable at the end of the day with all of the costs. So if she were to give that away for free, she would be in the red every single month. She would essentially be paying people to use her services. She can't run a business this way. No one can run a business this way. That's not how business works. It's not how the economy works. And I think this is the thing that some people just don't understand. I wouldn't have understood that 12, 15 years ago before I started this company, and I give that example to show how ludicrous it is to think that right now you or anyone in the wellness or helping industry should be giving any services away for free or slashing prices. If you feel compelled to do things like charge zero interest or offer an extended payment plan or a scholarship to people who fall in on hard times, that's one thing. I feel like that's different. Those are things that we're also doing on a case-by-case basis. But it blows my mind when people are demanding that coaches, healers, and spiritual leaders stop promoting their services. When people are saying that, they're essentially saying, you shouldn't be making money right now, and therefore, you won't be able to pay your team all the back-end services you pay for every month, and you won't be able to pay yourself. Basically, you need to go out of business right now. That's that's actually what's, what someone is saying. Not only would you be losing your job and your livelihood – also hurting other people and companies that you pay. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Songfinch.com slash noise. Don't forget to share your song
1: with us too. Songfinch.com slash noise.
0: To me, it just like, I'm like, why doesn't everybody understand this? But I think that there are some people that don't understand it. And I'm I'm just wondering if maybe we need to spread the word. We need to spread the word that all businesses cost money to run. And all this to say, don't stop selling your services. Be present as to what's happening right now. Don't be tone deaf and not think about and talk about what's happening. Of course, you need to address what's going on right now. Communicate with your community about it. Be of service as best you can And at the same time, please know your limits and your capacity. I'm going to give you an example of that. So when shit hit the fan a couple of weeks ago, I immediately thought, okay, what do I need to do for my community? And brainstormed a little bit, thought of a few different things that I need to do, and had some colleagues who immediately went online and they did like these free calls, just just because, like no rhyme or reason, like I'm not teaching you anything, like let's just all get on a Zoom call together and you can tell me all of the things that you're worried about and I'm going to hold space for you. And I see that and because I'm a human being, I'm like, oh shit, is that what I need to be doing? And the thought of that gave me even more anxiety. So here's the thing, I was talking to one of my dear friends, Amy Ayler's, and she and I are doing something fun coming up that I can't wait to tell you guys about. We're doing this this free call about writing. By the way, I've never run a writing group, but we're gonna run a writing group. Anyway, more on that later. But I was talking to Amy Ayler's, and Amy Ayler's is one of those people who's just the most compassionate and generous and empathetic and loving human being. Seriously, like in the top, five people, top five women that I've met who I can describe as that, Amy Ehlers is at the top of that list. It is her superpower. 100% it's her superpower. No one would ever describe me as that. <laughs> like if someone introduced me that way, I'd be like, are, are you sure we're talking about the same person? <laughs> that is not my superpower. My superpower is being enthusiastic, energetic, fired up, and hopefully I can entertain you and bring some humor into your life. If someone described that person, I'd be like, hand raised. Yep, that's me. That's my superpower. So what I was essentially doing as I was falling into this place of anxiety and place of shooting all over myself is I was trying to take on a superpower. And we can't do that. Like that is a recipe for disaster. So I was spent some time beating myself up that I need to just be like sending out an email to my entire audience, getting on the podcast and telling people, hey, everybody, show up at seven o'clock Eastern time and let's just cry together. And like that, whew, I could co-lead that with somebody. And like if, if, if it was, you know, a life or death situation, could I facilitate that? A hundred percent I could. I absolutely can do that. And I would do a great job. Nobody would know <laughs> how difficult it would be for me. And it would take every ounce of energy that I had. That would just floor me, just knock me out for days. Because it's not my superpower. It's, it's something that I have to pull all of my resources to be able to hold that kind of space. So I took a step back, cried my head off, called a couple of friends who I knew would be amazing for me. What I came out on the other side was my superpower is something else, and I can totally be of service and support my community in a different way. That's why I did extra podcast episodes for everybody. That's why I'm doing a book club Q&A on Tuesday the seventh? I think it's the seventh. (laughs) That makes me excited. That is something I can do and doesn't take up all of my energy. Those are the things that I am really, really great at and make me look forward to actually doing for you. And those are the things we need to think about during times like this. Don't feel like you have to Do all the things and be all the things to everyone. And one more piece of advice here as someone who's been through some different crises as the last decade has gone on. I mean, I think about, listen to this, you guys. Okay. When I wrote my first book, the day that I found out I had a book offer, my very first book was the day we found out that my son, our, his preschool teacher broke the news that we should probably get him tested for autism. And when I wrote my second book, my dad died. And now that I'm writing my third book, we have this goddamn COVID-19. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> just about enough of this. <laughs> but all that to say, I have definitely had some major life crises as a business owner, as a life coach, as someone who is in the helping profession and it is a job requirement for me to take care of my clients and take care of my community. And I will tell you this, leadership is one of those things that I do think comes naturally to some people. And also leadership is honed and crafted and learned. And what I have learned about leadership during times of crisis is that you do need to self-manage. That is a term that I learned in my coaching alma mater, the Coaches Training Institute. And what it means is that you need to, it's not about faking it. It's about compartmentalizing. And you have to learn to Put your own stuff aside and know your audience and show up as your best self and still honor the shit that's going on in your life, the real crisis that you may be facing, the real hard times, the real anxiety, the real stress, the real worry, because you still have it. Just because you're a leader – doesn't mean that you're immune to it. None of us are immune to what's going on right now. So who are the people in your life? Now is the time for you to lean on those people hard. And when you can show up for them, show up for them and have it be reciprocal. And I have seen some leaders who are falling apart publicly. And I'm like, oh, I understand. And I hope, I hope that they can do that more privately and lean on the people who they have in their lives. I mean, this is why I talk about creating a circle of trust and having people in your lives, your compassionate witnesses. Remember that from How to Stop Feeling Like Shit? It doesn't matter if you are in a job where you are a leader or not. It doesn't matter. Find your people, lean on them hard. Now is the time to be of service as as best we can and also allow people to be of service to us. All right, everybody. Speaking of being of service, I just wanted to round this up by telling you the ways that I can be of service to you. This podcast is always free and I'm going back to doing this once a week. I have some fantastic Interviews lined up for you. My books are on Amazon and Audible, How to Stop Feeling Like Shit, and 52 Ways to Live a Kick Ass Life. Quick note on that: if you can order online from independent bookstores, please look into that. It really matters. You might think, like, I'm just ordering one paperback book for $16. It still matters. Independent bookstores, many of them are in trouble right now, having to close. And I know it's super easy to order it from Amazon. I don't feel like Amazon's really in trouble. So if you could order from independent bookstores, that would be fantastic. We have a free Q&A call coming up on the 7th. Again, just text the word book club to 55444 And you can get signed up for that. It's going to be so fun. We're going to be live. Yes, there will be a recording. And also, if you could use some coaching support, we have packages that start at $500 a month. And we also help coaches. So we do consulting over here. If you have ever wanted to start a podcast like this one, we know some things about starting a podcast. If you have wanted to write a book, I do help people with that. I help people write their book proposals. I help people just, I mean, some people just have a ton of questions. Like, how do you how do, you do the book proposal? Should I self publish or should I go traditional publishing? What do I need to do to go traditional publishing? Can I meet your literary agent? Like all of these things. Yes, we can help you. And running an online coaching business. I know that maybe even some of you are listening to this and working from home, from your regular corporate job, and you're thinking, I could I could do this work from home gig. So let us help you. If you want that support, you can email us, support at yourkickasslife.com, and we will send you some details to see what's right for you. And we would love to help you out. All right, Ask Kickers, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you so much. And I know how valuable your time is. And until next time, I'll see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye.